Hey beautiful friend, I'm so glad you're here today. We're going to dive into a series of reflections and reviews of this past year as we get into goal setting for this new year. And I really wanted us to be able to carve out the time and space for this and to have a structured way to engage in some reflection as we enter the new year. But I also don't want you to feel pressure to figure it out really quickly. In my last few podcast episodes, we talked about some of those pressures that can come with the new year, new you mindset, and some of the toxic messages even that we can receive and ultimately fall victim to if we're not careful. And so I really want you to be able to approach this reflection from a place of being grounded in your worth and your identity in the Lord first, and to be able to come into a reflection where you can make peace with all of what happened in your past year and to know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, you had the year that you were supposed to have, and that you can give glory to God in all of it, and you can really reflect on what God was doing in you and through you and through your life. And you can also be encouraged that any of those failures or those areas of improvement, uh, those those lessons that you might have learned were for your good, and they were what's leading you, you know, from those trials into triumphs and ultimately into the testimony that God wants you to be able to give to the world. And so we are going to dive into a few different episodes where we're going to go through a process of reflecting on our year and entering in this new year in a little bit more grounded and refreshed and hopeful place. And so first we're going to start with today's episode, which is going to be about celebrating our wins and successes and honoring the journey in our growth, our accomplishments, and how to give glory to God in all of it. Then we're going to move into assessing our areas of improvement in another episode. And then we're going to move into discerning and setting new goals and focus areas and intentions or resolutions for this new year that are, again, grounded in what God wants us to focus on. So how can you get the most out of this, this series of episodes here in this week? I want you to first subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss when each part comes out. And then second, I really want you to register for the Goal Setting with God workshop that I have coming up on Sunday, January 8th. And it's going to really help you to implement and make the most of what we're going to dive into this week. And it's going to help you work through the roadblocks that will prevent you from breaching those goals that you do end up setting. We're going to dig into overcoming those roadblocks in both your mindset and also maybe circumstances that might be holding you back. And so let's go ahead and dive right in today to discussing how we can reflect on our year's successes and wins and areas of gratitude in a way that we really honor the journey instead of just jumping straight into you know where we want to move or what needs to improve or all the things that may have not quite gone the way that we hoped that they would go or may have fallen short in. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. I think in today's fast-paced modern world and so many of our busy, busy lives, especially as mothers and just hardworking, driven women, we're so quick to move on to the next thing. And and it's very hard for us to take that time to slow down and, and create space for reflection and for honest review. And we just are constantly feeling like we have to go, go, go and do, do, do. And so I really want you to be encouraged to slow down a little bit, to do this honest review and to really be able to embrace the fruit of even those lessons learned. But today we're going to focus more on 
our successes. And I think this is something that we can have a lot of narratives around in our mind that make it hard to really honor the journey in this way. We feel like, okay, it might not be humble enough to focus on those things that we may have, that may have gone really well. We may feel like it's prideful to look at our successes or accomplishments and to celebrate those. But I really want you to instead think about it in terms of it's part of giving glory to God for what is rightly owed to him in terms of our praise and thanksgiving for all the gifts that he's given us to include those successes, to include those triumphs, to include those accomplishments, to include the ways that we may have impacted the people around us and our families and all the things that went well, and then to be able to make peace then with the things that we still feel like we're really lacking in or those you know failings or shortcomings or those tendencies to continue to falling in, fall into the same sins or those things that didn't, didn't quite go as we hoped, right? So that's our goal today is to really be able to experience the joy and gratitude where we've felt the presence of the Lord and where we've seen him moving in our life. We see him redeeming and restoring and things that he is maybe moving mountains in or making possible through his grace. I think what's important is that we don't allow those successes to kind of puff us up with pride, but we also don't let our trials make us feel like we're unworthy or unlovable or we are a failure. And so how can we give glory to God in all of it? How can we recognize where, you know, where was God? What was he doing in our life? How can we remember who we are, whose we are, and what the Lord has done? He promises to, and he is, he can bring good through all things. And so we can trust him with the outcome of our efforts and the fruit of those, those efforts. And we can also trust him with the future. I think to ground us before we enter this conversation, to just remember we were made for heaven. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And God has given us a mission, a each a common mission to love him and to serve him and to get to know him in this world and ultimately for the next but also to run our own race we have we have a unique race to run and we each have these kind of obstacle courses we're running in our life and the world is hard as painful it is full of trials and it will refine us in that way but we can always have hope that our hope is in the lord and we can turn to him and say okay, maybe this might not be going quite as I, I hoped because things never go quite as we planned, right? We can have the, the greatest plans um, and you know all the most perfect goals and everything mapped out for this new year. But ultimately, I think there is a surrender that, that needs to come and for us to be willing to say, okay, thy will be done, Lord. Not, not my will, not my timing, not my plans, but let them be refined and purified so that they, ultimately your will is done. And I know that I can trust that that is, that is what's best. And so we are going to really assess thoughtfully and prayerfully today what went well so that and ultimately then move into what didn't go well right so we can shift into that kind of prayerful planning mode so we can set those goals those intentions the resolutions and be focused going into the new year plan thoughtfully but leave the outcome to god so the first thing to remember with our successes is that we can do nothing without the lord everything that we do is through the grace of god and so when we celebrate we can celebrate with the Lord for all the things that we did this year, but ultimately that he did through us. And I think it is so hard, just going back to how hard it can be to set aside time to reflect and to really ponder things. It's so hard to slow down enough to do so. It's really, really important that we set aside time for prayer, but it's not only just necessary that we do that in our life, but it's also necessary that we slow down enough to really reflect. And I think there's a there's a different kind of prayer, not just talking with God, but to kind of ponder things in our heart like when we when we look at Mary's example in Luke 2:19 or 2:51 Mary truly lived with her eyes fixed on Christ. I mean she was she was the mother of Jesus and treasured every single word that he said. She kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's the example that we were given in scripture. And I think in a similar way we are 
called to keep and hold the things that God is doing in our life, the ways that Jesus is working within us and the things that he's birthing within us um, to reflect those things in our heart as well. And Father Mike Schmitz was, had a really wonderful homily yesterday or a sermon that was talking about this. And really, we either live reflectively or reflexively. And when we live reflexively, we're living by default. We're living in reaction mode. It's almost like survival mode oftentimes where we're just going, going, going. And, and then we sometimes are almost forced to pause and say, okay, why did I just react that way? What's going on in my heart? And, you know, why, why is my life the way it is? Or, or why am I doing what I'm doing that maybe I don't want to be doing or I'm not living in alignment? And how many times do we come back to God or our spouse or our kids or whoever it may be, or friends even for forgiveness for the same sins over and over again? The same things that we are falling short in. And at the end of the day, our, our sins are not arbitrary. As he was talking about, it's a fruit of something. The fruit comes from the roots. And so we have to be willing to examine what's at the root Otherwise, we're going to default to whatever it is that we might not want over and over again. And so for those of us who really prioritize getting a lot done or, you know, being efficient with our time, we have low time to begin with as mothers, right? That's the reality. We don't want to just do more things. We want to do more of the right things and live with purpose and intentionality. And if we are not taking the space and time to prioritizing and make the investment of taking time to reflect and to pray and to just pause and you know, take that hard look sometimes at our life and our past and our, our present and our future and to do it all with God, then we are going to be missing the purpose that he has for us and also the blessings that he has for us to include in, in the suffering and in the hard hardships of our life. And so that's what we're going to walk through over this week. We are going to walk through a process in bite-sized chunks to celebrate our wins and successes so we can honor the journey and to really be able to see with clear eyes what God is doing in us and through us and in our lives. And then we're going to assess those areas of improvement with very, a very honest, but also very, very compassionate and curious perspective rather than self-criticism or um, just beating ourselves up, which is what most of us do, especially as, you know, perfectionists. Um, and then we're going to start moving into discerning those new goals and setting those new goals. And if you've already have some in your heart or your mind, or you're like, oh, I did some goal setting, then this is just going to build upon that and make sure that you really have those areas of focus that God wants you to have instead of maybe being distracted by what the world is telling you, you should be doing instead. All right. So with that being said, what can we do to celebrate and evaluate our successes and wins? And I think this is such an important part of honoring our journey, no matter where we are at, whether it's in our motherhood, in our work, in our fitness, in, in our marriage, in any area of life, I think it's so important to pause and to focus on what are we grateful for? What are our wins? What are the blessings? What are the graces God has given us? And what are the things that we've been accomplishing? And I think there is this this tendency or hesitancy to own our accomplishments as women. It's Again, we might not want to be prideful. We, we might not let ourselves celebrate the things that we've done. Instead, we, we tend to fall into being very self-critical, beating ourselves up, you know, okay, this is not good enough. We're not good enough. I haven't quite arrived yet. I'm still so far from where I want to be or where I should be. Or maybe even if we accomplish something good, okay, I should have done it sooner. I could have done it better. We have such a hard time often talking about our accomplishments or even thinking about our accomplishments and celebrating them. We don't really own our gifts, our talents, our education, our expertise. We downplay or brush it off. It's okay. It's not a big deal or it's still not good enough. It's, we shy away from this, I think. But I want to encourage you, we're lessening our worth in a way by softening those things that we've done, but we're also not giving the right glory to God through it. And 
we're instead looking oftentimes when we feel like an imposter maybe or we we experience success but it still doesn't feel like enough we are looking with anxiety and dread towards the future or we're seeing what we've accomplished so far as inadequate or maybe it's like okay this is just random it's a fluke it's just luck it won't happen again and so we're full of this fear for the future anxiety about the future that's not how God calls us to live you know and so something that I always prioritize in my group coaching community and even in my one-on-one calls is we start off with gratitude like how has this past week or so or however long it's been gone and what is what is the biggest thing that you're grateful for what's a win what's a breakthrough that's happened and oftentimes this this is associated with the things that are hard in our life but we're grateful to God in in that and when we take the time and space to reflect it just allows us to see with with eyes of heaven instead of eyes of the world and to make sure that we aren't missing those those blessings and those lessons that God wants to give us and something I've been reflecting on recently is in the encouragement to slow down and to celebrate the wins is looking at the model that God has given us to do this and so look at Genesis chapter one where God created the world and all the things and guess what God did he created then he rested he said it was good he saw everything that he made and behold it was very good After every single thing that he made, if you go read, I just was reading it this morning even, if you go read those parts of Genesis where God is creating, he's creating, he's creating all these different things, you know, the skies, the the animals and the plant life and the ocean and the land and everything, after every single thing that he made, he saw that it was good. He paused and he acknowledged it was good. And so when we are doing anything in our life, whatever, whether it's our work, whether it's even just managing our home and taking care of our families, whether it's, you know, progress that we're making in our fitness, maybe can we look at everything we've co-created with God? Because that's what we're doing. We are co-creating with him. And are we finding it good? Are we looking and we honoring its dignity and we're magnifying the Lord through it? Because that's what we're called to do. And so I love just looking back at God's example for this and saying, thank you, God, for using me to accomplish this. Thank you for allowing me to be a vessel. Thank you for entrusting me with these gifts, this opportunity to make this impact. Thank you for allowing me to serve you through my family, through my marriage, through my work. Help me to just remember what I do and why it matters that this contribution that you've called me to make, that it it matters. And it's only through you that it's possible as well. So we can find more purpose, more empowerment, more joy in it, and ultimately more freedom in it when we recognize it's all from God and we give it back to God in that way and that's where the grace can really come and so yes you are doing amazing things you are doing things that are worthy of believing in and of acknowledging and of celebrating too and so it's it's hard to pause and oftentimes we're like just we just want to jump to the next thing and to downplay what we accomplished but I just want you to take that moment and to again give it back to God and to acknowledge what God has made possible and to also know that, you know, any success, every big moment, every success, you know, and on those little ones as well, those little wins, it came after probably numerous setbacks, adversity, failures, learning lessons, things that you, you may have fallen short in and learned the hard way. And so that's part of acknowledging the success too, is acknowledging that, you know, it hasn't been easy, but it's been, it's been worth it. And it's going to be more encouraging as we pursue goals in the future when we can reflect on our successes too. All right. So... The other aspect of reflecting on our successes that I think is so important is success evaluation protocol. And this is something that I learned from one of my coaches. One thing that's important to think about is that if we don't actually look at our success and evaluate it and 
study it and nurture it, we aren't able to really replicate it and to accelerate it at the end of the day, to, to draw upon that momentum. And so I always encourage my ladies, whenever they're growing in any way or, or setting new goals or trying to aim for a certain level of consistency, to build upon, to allow the success to build upon itself. And if we, if we don't take that time to celebrate, then we're just going to only be focusing on the gap and not the gain. We're going to be focusing on, you know, what are all these ways we're still falling short? And that's just going to paralyze us and discourage us and make us procrastinate maybe on, on continuing to push forward in courageous action when, when it gets hard and when we're experiencing that resistance because any new habits that we're trying to form, it, it, there's a resistance that's natural because we want to keep doing what we're doing before. That's just natural for our brains and our bodies and everything to, to want to do. And so when we're trying to move forward in any area of our life, then this really can't be optional. We have to be willing to evaluate success. And she had had this really funny metaphor that I thought was hilarious where um, but it's also true. It's like we don't give birth to a baby and just leave it in the corner of the room. We're neglecting it. And in the same way, our you know our success in any way, especially if it's something that God is birthing within us, like it is something that we don't want to neglect and it will stall our progress if we're not intentionally nurturing it. And so we have to, in order to, to be more open to kind of accessing this, this what has helped us be successful the next time when we try to do something new or something even harder or push the ball forward even more, we want to make sure that we're kind of wiring those accomplishments into our neural pathways in our brain. And so here is how we can do that. Here's some steps that we can, we can think about applying and you can do any number of these, but I recommend doing about three to four at least, or you can do all of them. It doesn't matter. It just depends on how much time that you have, how much you want to dedicate to this. But even just doing a few of these is going to really catapult you forward and build upon that momentum of success you've already had this year. So you can look and ask yourself, what am I most proud of? You know, what, what are the things that I am proud of first? And just write a list, like really quick brainstorm list. Take one minute and think about that and say, what part of this am I most proud of? And then you can ask yourself, Number two, how was I resourceful or resilient in creating this? How did I maybe trust my ability to move forward through the hardships and to know the right thing to do or to take this next step? What obstacles am I most proud of having overcome? That's number three. What did I overcome in the process of this success? Number four, what's, what was the biggest lesson learned here? Number five, what were the most helpful thoughts or emotions that propelled me forward in this? You know, what helped me to take action when it was hard? What was the emotional state that I was in when I was experiencing the most success or when I was persevering? Number six, what does this success teach me about my strengths? And we're so quick to focus on all of our weaknesses and those, those areas of shortcoming, but I really want you to think about what does this show me? What does this give witness to in terms of my strengths and my gifts that God has given me? And next, last one, what would I say to my future self as a reminder when I'm trying to create new results in my life, when I'm, when I'm pursuing new goals? I think many of us are, end up finding ourselves in this perpetual feeling of not being good enough, right? We end up grasping for accomplishments so that we can have this brief fleeting moment of, okay, maybe I am good enough. And what ends up happening is we're in this mode of constantly striving rather than abiding in God's love for us. We're hanging our worthiness of, you know, being worthy of love, looking for acceptance, approval, affirmation from all the external validation, from everyone and everything else. We have this habit of kind of chronically outsourcing our sense of worth and our even our wellness, our well-being, our value from everyone and everything outside of ourselves instead of from who God says that we are. 
And so it's this emotional outsourcing as much as it is a outsourcing of our, of our worth. And oftentimes we see this in perfectionism and our people-pleasing tendencies and this, this drive or, or feeling of we have to constantly prove ourselves by performing, by producing, by always being productive, otherwise we're not, we're not doing enough. But I want to also remind you the, the truth that our enoughness, it doesn't depend on our own capabilities, our achievements, our qualifications, our merits, those things, those successes, those things that we've done. And same thing about our failures. So what we can be at peace about is that we know it's not all on us. We're not perfect. We will never be perfect in this lifetime. God doesn't expect that of us. And it is through the saving grace of Jesus Christ that we may be made worthy of the promises of heaven. He makes us enough. Through Christ, we are enough. Because he gave himself up for us, for our sins. And so, you know, you're going to hear all the time from the world, you are enough. And yes, you are enough in Christ. But not without Christ. And you are doing enough. But also, it's only through God's grace that you're doing what you're doing at the same time. So we have to hold those things. They might seem contradictory, but there's a truth there that there's so much peace and freedom when we just remember that. So let yourself just abide in his love for you and his unconditional, unconditional love for you. So you are not more worthy if you achieve certain things or less worthy if you fail. You are not a failure if you fall short. And so we're going to talk about that a lot more next time. So make sure to stay tuned. But the last thing I want you to think about is that motherhood <laughs> and much of this longer term work maybe that we are, are working towards in maybe our careers, our businesses, the things that we're building, we might not see the immediate fruit of our efforts. In fact, we won't. We won't always see the immediate fruit of our efforts. And so I want you to remind yourself brick by brick, you are planting so many seeds with the work that you're doing, in whatever area of life it is. It's still kingdom work. It's still worth doing. And I remember when I was in the thick of all the advocacy work for pregnancy and postpartum in the army, I felt like, okay, this is so overwhelming. We are so far from where we need to be. And every single day I was just inundated with how much pain and suffering there was from so many mothers just by virtue of these silly, silly gaps in policy that we had. And we were trying to overcome generations and decades worth of deeply ingrained policies of discrimination of cultural stigmas and barriers and we're still not where we we need to be but we've come so far but I remember even just in that couple year period of working towards this change day in and day out I just had to remember there's there's nothing too much for the Lord to do he can do the impossible he will do the impossible and he can move mountains and he wants to everything that we can give him the, the measly amount of loaves and fish maybe that we have to give him he wants to receive it and to multiply all that we can give and so just remember that brick by brick there's so many seeds that we might be planting and we have to have have faith that god can do so much more than we could ever imagine possible so next we're going to dive into part two which is evaluating our areas of improvement our failures our, our gaps those lessons learned again we're going to do it with a lot of self-compassion i'm going to teach you how to do that and many of us shy away from this we feel we, we really avoid this work because we're so used to just berating ourselves constantly we're so mean to ourselves so all we feel is shame and guilt on top of those ways that we fell short right but i want to show you a different way i want you to not be afraid of of looking at some of those failures some of those 
maybe sins, some of those things that you didn't quite accomplish that you really wanted to accomplish that you were hoping to in this past year. I'm going to show you a different way of looking at, at that and, and being very honest with yourself, but also doing so in a way that you are truly being kind to yourself through the process. So if you don't want to miss this, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss the next ones that come out. And then we are going to dive deep next time. So I look forward to chatting with you soon and make sure if you haven't already, go ahead and sign up for my upcoming workshop on January 8th. We are going to just build upon all the things that we're discussing this week and it will really help you to implement um, all these things and, and to really solidify it as you enter this new year so you can enter the new year really grounded in where the Lord is calling you to focus so you can reduce all those distractions and let go of the weight of the things that he, that Jesus doesn't want you to have to carry, but that you can faithfully pick up the cross that he does want you to carry and to follow him. So that's what we're all called to. So keep running this race that God has set before you and know that I'm with you and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right, talk to you tomorrow.